Hello and welcome to the Wabi Sabi series podcast, unlikely conversations on uncomfortable topics. I'm your host, Michelle Cox, a corporate exec turned author who has recently written a series of books about topics we don't often talk about. Things like death, grief, not having kids, and the unexplained power doctors often wield over us. Apparently, some of my books have made some people feel a little uncomfortable, but I felt that I wanted to have far more conversations around weird, wonderful, and sometimes taboo topics. So I reached out to some interesting people and asked them just one question. If there is one topic that you'd love society to talk more about, what would it be and why? And what they've shared with me has been amazing. So let's dive in and see where the conversation takes us. When you get to that point of just going, I can be the same person in my house as outside my house and on the screen as well as on the phone, it's really liberating. So much more headspace. After 25 years of covering up herself and wearing a mask, Rebecca Saunders has decided to throw away the wig and embrace her true self, no matter how uncomfortable that makes others feel. Since the age of seven, Beck has had an autoimmune disorder called alopecia universalis, which means that she has no hair on any part of her body. So for most of her life, she's worn a wig in public to fit in with society's expectations of what people think is normal. Throughout lockdown, it was all too much for Beck, and she decided to throw away the wig and step into what makes her unique and to own that. It's early days, but what's happened already in these short months has been amazing. She's not only happier and more free than she's ever been, she's inspiring so many others to embrace their own uniqueness more and be more body confident. In business, Rebecca is known as a video ninja. She's a sought-after video strategist who builds brands with impactful video content and live virtual events. At age 22, Beck packed a small bag and booked a one-way ticket to Sydney with her laptop and just $500 in her pocket as she boarded that plane. She had a dream of living in Australia and building her own company to sponsor herself to stay here. Fast forward a decade and Rebecca has built a global production company as a purpose-built film studio in Sydney where she produces live virtual events and education content and has a selection of online courses including her signature program, The Video Accelerator, to help make our video journeys just that little bit easier. Beck and I connected at a business event and it brings me so much joy to see her stepping into this space of not worrying what others think about her looks and embracing life far more fully. Beck, it's just fabulous to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thanks, Michelle. I am so excited to be on here. Let's get into it. If there is one thing that you wish society would talk more about, what would it be? Oh, it's going to have to be body confidence, 100%. The whole keeping up appearances for society, not yourself. Time to step into the uniqueness of you. Oh, I love that. So why is this such an important topic for you? Well, I've grown up since the age of seven with uh, autoimmune disorder called alopecia universalis. So for those of you that probably don't know what that is, that essentially means that I don't have any hair anywhere on my body. Definite perks, but um, definitely something that's very different. And for the last 25 years, I have done everything in my power to cover that up, wearing wigs, different, you know, different colored wigs. I could own it with different colored wigs, but I was always wearing a wig in public, always sticking the eyelashes on, doing the face of makeup so you couldn't tell there wasn't eyebrows there. 
you know what, I've had enough. And during the latest lockdown of the pandemic, just was like, fuck it, I can't do the wig and a mask and glasses. Like, something's got to give. So <laughs> it was the hair. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's just incredible to get to that stage. And what was the real pivotal thing? Was it because you were, you know, like literally, as you say, the masks in the height of COVID, you know, feeling like, okay, there's too much of me that's, you know, being covered up and smothered and like pushed down almost by society? Actually, you know what, you just summed up really well. It was rather just like, oh, I'm having to put something on. Sometimes it would be, you know, itchy or, you know, you get to the point where you're, you're hot and you're like, oh, I wish I could just take that off and not worry about it. And yeah, smothered is a good, is a great way of describing that. I think for me, for the last five years, I've definitely broadened my network and community through business and been surrounded by incredible, you know, humans that are now not just colleagues, they're friends. And um, in fact, you know, if we go back a little bit, I moved to Australia a decade ago and didn't know anybody. All of my friends are business owners of some shape or form. And a lot of my friends are 20, 30 years older than me. And so the wisdom for that from them, I think sort of has come down into me as a bit of an old soul and gone, but you can do it. You, you can, like, that would be amazing if you did that. You're comfortable around it when we're just us at home. Think how amazing that would be if you did it in the business sense. That is a little bit scary. So I've constantly been trying to push it. And, you know, when we were in the Barossa and we were at the Business Chicks Conference, I remember vividly Karen James opening it going, just you do you. Oh, okay. That kind of makes me sort of feel a little bit, you know, gooey on the inside, like, oh, okay, can I? And then on the last day, I actually sat next to Shelley Horton, um, who I knew was on your podcast recently. And we were talking about different things and I had a beanie on. I was so hot. So I'd gone, I'll do the no hair thing, but I'll put on a hat. She's like, babe, just it's okay. Like when you're ready, you'll be fine. Like you'll rock it with, you know, big earrings or whatever. And so I sort of did that the next day, almost vomiting in my mouth, like, oh, okay. But yeah. And I think that was probably the last time I was really wearing wigs actually, because I then did a couple of different conferences and traveled a bit in Australia while we could. And then lockdown happened and it just, yeah, seeped into professional life. Oh, I remember having that conversation. I think we were in my room when we were all getting dressed up. And I actually, in the years that I've known you, that I actually didn't realise you wore wigs. Yeah. You know, like it was never, because I, I, I don't know, it just doesn't occur to me either, you know, to kind of um, really look at someone in that regard. You always look so fabulous and um, rocked it. And I was like, oh, she's got a different colour, you know, because I didn't see you that often, I guess, to realise. <laughs> um, and I think because of my hair, when I straighten my hair, People think that I've got a wig on or it's different because I wear my hair differently all the time as well. So I think that it does change your your look. But I remember it was the night we dressed up and you didn't have a wig on because you were wearing a hat for that, you know, for the dress up event. And we had that conversation and we were both having a drink and I said, oh, is there any time you don't wear a wig? And, uh, and you said, yeah, at home with my partner. And he always says, you know, you're hot and you know you're uncomfortable why are you wearing it or you know he was sort of challenging you or supporting you I guess it was a beautiful conversation and I think I'd said to you the same this is if you're ever going to trial it 
this is an environment to do it in with, you know, 200 very supportive women. And then you did, you rocked it out. But I was so proud of you. It's amazing. Thank you. And it's around having that support. So let's get into, though, the keeping up appearances element. So what what type of things do people, like, have you found it confronting, like people saying stuff to you or because you've kind of done it in this sort of stepping stone, I guess, being, you know, visually, you know, you're online, you're not as much in person that you haven't kind of copped, you know, people's kind of view on stuff yet or how's it been going? I think I carry myself differently. I even watch myself in the video then go, oh yeah, like you're definitely standing a lot taller in a, so I walk almost with a sense more of purpose. Like, you know what? Yeah. I'm not hiding anymore. Like I don't have to, yeah, this is me. I don't have to worry about whether it looks funny or different, but you're right. Most of it has been online and it was one of those things of meeting my big clients going, okay, like, well, they've seen me on zoom now or let's just go with it. And no one has said anything negative at all. We posted on LinkedIn a a few weeks ago now, just as I'd sort of had the new brand photos done. Cause when I do something, I'm like, I'm all in. So okay, I've done it in front of clients. I should take some photos, change everything on my website and all over my social media accounts to being this and let's see what happens. Like, let's just do it all at once. And 45,000 people had seen that post. I don't know 45,000 people. Uh, That's amazing. Mind-blowing. There was comments in Italian on this post that I had to transcribe of you know comments going, this is amazing. Thank you so much for being authentic. You know, thank you for giving me the confidence to potentially be me. I had private text messages going, I wear wigs to work and thank you. Wow. I never knew that about, you know, some of my clients. So yeah, just, oh, the, just the tingles of the impact that it's having, just standing up and being okay with it. It's a beautiful thing, Beck. I think in the sense of you know, you've done it for yourself, like purely just for your own reasons. And I guess it's it's lovely how it sort of was, you know, you're uncomfortable. It's about comfort, you know, feeling less smothered, all those kind of points. But then it's kind of leading to this such a bigger kind of impact, which is so beautiful. If you have a topic burning inside you that you'd love to talk more about and have a conversation with me, I'd love to hear from you. So drop me a line at hello at wabisabiseries.com. Let's head back to the chat. No, it it took me by surprise, definitely, what the impact of that would be. Because it was, it wasn't something that I consciously went, right, on this date, this is what's going to happen. It just felt right. Being in the video industry, I've been talking to people going, be your authentic self, embrace your inner Sean the Sheep, you know, find your own style. And every day I was getting up and putting on the mask and so there was almost that disconnect with me saying you can show up as you find the style as you don't you know follow other people that was part of embracing it as well for me Mm, not not living the dream you know you're giving the advice that you're you're giving and not living that yourself and going home and feeling a little bit of a um you know imposter I guess in that regard huh exactly yeah yeah 100 percent so what do you hope 
happens from here then? What, um, cause you're obviously having an impact on lots of people, which is just beautiful. And I think even for those that don't wear wigs, I think you're actually having a wonderful impact around us being more authentic. Like it's such a, you know, it's brave. It's not it's just you stepping into your power, which is exactly what you should be doing. It is that power bit. It is. There's a lot around now stepping into the power of you, owning your story, crafting a brand, whether that's something personal as an individual or a company, you know, a personal brand doesn't have to be just because you've got a business. It is just harnessing all of that. It's a bit more than that for me in terms of, you know, where I want to see it going is, you know, I want to see other young kids go, oh, okay, I don't have to shy away from this or oh, there's someone like me that's actually in the media or in the magazines that I read or, you know, it's normal rather than hiding it and shying away and feeling as though they can't express themselves. And I'm not quite sure how I'll get to having that level of an impact on the younger generations coming up or even any generation, right? I actually think you're probably going to have more impact on an older generation, to be honest. Because, Well, I just think, to your point, like of you know, those that are uh, like you that have lived for 25 years of wearing masks, whatever that mask is, and you're giving them that just a little bit of a twig of saying, actually, you know, it's almost like this poke. Well, I'm doing this. You can do it too in whatever way that looks right for you. But whereas younger kids could see you in a heartbeat and they'll go, oh, that's good. That's someone that looks like me. I'm going to embrace that. You know, it might take an older person a little bit longer. But, yeah, I, I do. I feel that you're you're opening the door for, for lots of people back, which is just a fabulous, oh, fabulous thing to be doing. The ripples. I've got all the feels today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's your kind of advice around someone that's stepping into this power and maybe not wearing their mask or whatever it is and then being judged, how would you coach them to sort of deal with that perception or that view of what other people have of them rather than telling them where to go? (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing that I've been telling myself is you can't control what other people say or think and that's why I've promised myself never to read the comments on any, you know, media article or anything like that because what's the point? Confidence is something that you've got to constantly wake up today and go, yeah, okay, I've got this. And you almost give yourself that pep talk. In terms of people, any sort of negative comments or anything like that, I mean, I just put myself in their shoes and go, well, what's going on in their world? Maybe someone in their world is actually going through a cancer or or any of those things. And someone that's just coming off the back of it that has, you know, they're in remission, everything is clear and they're sick of wearing the wig because it is itchy. Like the ones that cancer patients do have, wigs aren't cheap and they're not the comfiest of things. I mean, I was very privileged to have custom made ones for me that were built for my head. But when you don't have that, for someone to go, thank you, like you've just given me the confidence to be me and not have to wear this. Like I wish I'd known that earlier or I wish I could have shown, you know, your face to a friend of a friend. So in that sense, I don't necessarily mind people asking the question. But I think, you know, what you said then is actually a really lovely point about us talking about inspiring others. But I didn't think about that in terms of cancer patients, of which, you know, I've known a few, but my mum went when she went through chemo and lost all her hair and it was a really big deal for her. And I've obviously talked about Bryony Benjamin about this as well. And, I've got you know, her book just of, there. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous. And she kind of, you know, captured all that when she shaved her head and stuff. And I think you empowering women 
that are going through that as well to say, hey, look, it doesn't have to be all bad. You know, like you can look sexy and amazing and feminine with no hair. It doesn't matter. Like, you, you know, it's about it radiates from within, right? Yeah, I do remember there's a wig shop in Sydney that, well, there's a cut that's actually two now that I love. But um, when I first moved here, it was the one that I went to. And I remember there was a time where I would just walk in. I, like, I dropped my wigs off like it was dry cleaning. Just, okay, yep. Drop the blonde one off, pick the red one up and off we go. Like, didn't think anything of it. It was just the way that I did it. So I would literally walk into the store blonde and walk out red in like five minutes flat. And I do remember there being several occasions where women were sat there in the consultation, you know, obviously going through some form of medical whatever, going, don't you care about the fact that they're two different colours? No, no, not in the slightest like, at all. And just watching their eyes go, all right, oh, maybe I can do something a little bit different. Maybe I don't have to get a wig that's exactly like how my hair used to look. Yeah, I, it was fascinating looking back on it now. You said that in terms of how people perceive putting a wig on. It's I need it to look how I always look rather than I can use it for fun. Yeah, and rather than, well, yeah, my, one of my favourite wigs, and I've got all my mum's wigs now and often dress-ups and stuff because I just think hair makes such a difference, you know, with or without hair to your appearance, right? That's why your dress-ups are so good. You have all this yeah. stash of hair. Like fun. <laughs> But I think that's the thing with you now, with not having a wig on, like the accentuation on your beautiful eyes and lips, you know, your face, and that's why I'm saying you're beaming, right, because it's it just accentuates everything, whereas the, the wig used to take that away from you, I think, that's my opinion. But, yeah, I have uh, one that's jet black, it's Irma Thurman, you know, jet black, dead straight, like completely opposite to my hair, and it's so, so fun to wear in the sense of just pretending I'm someone else. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just rocking it. But I think, you know, you know, the whole core point about what we're talking about here is that, you know, people are going to have an opinion of you regardless. And a lot of the time that's coming from, you know, their fears, their view of the world, their, you know, sense of what they think is right and wrong, which is completely different to yours as an in individual and a human. So you're never probably ever going to make, well, you're never going to make everyone happy. But um, we have to live with ourselves and we've got to look at ourselves in the mirror every day. And so we need to be comfortable in our own skin. And the more we can do that with less masks, if you want to wear a mask and you want to wear a wig and you want to wear the full makeup, then power to you. If that makes you feel better, so people get plastic surgery, I'm like, whatever makes you feel happy, if that helps you to live with your life and, and, and your body and be happier, then power to you. That's It's your choice. But equally, if it's not making you happy, then you're giving people the power to um, take those masks off and live a life more free, which is just beautiful. When you get to that point of just going, I can be the same person in my house as outside my house and on the screen as well as on the phone, it's really liberating, like oh, so much more headspace. Well, yeah, because it's exhausting, right? It is exhausting. Otherwise, just keeping up, keeping up appearances and being this fake person, like in one point or another, it's just bloody exhausting. You know, it's exhausting and... You know, it could be even keep, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. It's been around for years, you know, like, well, what if you can't afford to do that both energetically or financially? You know, you're draining so many finite resources in your world for other people. Not time to just take it back for me. I love it. It's been so beautiful to talk to you about this today, Beck. Thank you so much. Thank you for showing up as you 
for chatting to us today and um, for doing what you do now in the last few months of now making such a massive impact on people's lives. It's beautiful. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I've loved every moment of this. You've got my mind like turning away on more things and you're always supportive. So thank you. If you'd like to learn more about today's guest, you'll find all the show notes and interesting links on our website, wabisabiseries.com. If you'd like to hear more unexpected conversations, please subscribe to the series, follow us on our socials, or grab one of my books. And if you're in a generous mood, I'd love you to share the episode, or maybe even rate, review, and comment on the series. It really does make a difference. Until next time, be sure to claim your own piece of wabi-sabi and walk proud in your perfect imperfection.